Hi, I'm Jay Michael, and I am eight years old. Uh, and why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he's the greatest gift of all. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Hey guys, thanks for joining me here today on the Jesus is Better podcast. I'm Alicia Yoder, and I'm so glad that God has given us his word to help us know what he's like. Because the more I read it and talk with him about it, the more my heart and mind believe that he really is here with me through his spirit and wants to meet with me, whether I'm feeling like everything is great or whether I'm feeling sad or scared or discouraged about something. The help he gives us might look a little different from the help he gave the Israelites, but it is always to show his greatness and how much he loves us and wants to be with us in every part of our lives. Last week, we talked about how God made the walls of Jericho crash to the ground without the Israelites doing anything but walking around the city and shouting. He also showed them how to defeat the city of Ai, but only after Achan was punished for taking some holy things out of Jericho that were supposed to be destroyed. As soon as all the kings in the cities around Jericho and Ai heard what had happened, they joined together to fight against Joshua and the Israelites. But when the people who lived in a nearby place called Gibeon heard about what Joshua's army did to Jericho and Ai, they came up with a plan to trick the Israelites. They took worn-out feed sacks for their donkeys— patched up wine pouches, and put on worn-out clothes and sandals that had been ripped and sewn up again. Even their bread was dry and crumbly. They came to Joshua and said, We have traveled from far away, so please make a covenant of peace with us. But the men of Israel said, What if you live among us? We aren't allowed to make covenants with the people here. They said to Joshua, We are your servants. Joshua said, Who are you, and where do you come from? They said, We come from a faraway land because of the Lord your God. We heard about all he did in Egypt, and what he did to King Sihon and King Og, the Amorite kings. So our leaders and people said to us, Take bread and meet the Israelites and tell them you want to make a covenant with them and be their servants. Look, this bread was fresh from the oven when we started our journey. These wine pouches were brand new and now they've ripped and our clothes have worn out from the journey. So the Israelite leaders looked at everything but didn't ask the Lord what he thought. 
and Joshua made a covenant with them to let them live. But three days later, they found out that the people had tricked them and were really their neighbors who they were supposed to get rid of. So Joshua took some men to meet them in the cities, but they didn't attack them because of the covenant they had made with them. And the people of Israel got angry with their leaders for making that covenant. But the leaders said, We promised them by the Lord's name that we wouldn't touch them, and now we have to let them live. So the people, the Gibeonites, became workers, cutting wood and carrying water for all the Israelites. Joshua said to them, Why did you trick us, saying you lived far away? Now you are cursed and will be servants. The Gibeonites said, Because we were told that the Lord your God had commanded Moses to give you all this land and destroy the people who lived there. We were afraid for our lives. So do to us whatever you think is right. So Joshua made sure the Israelites didn't kill them, and they cut wood and brought water for the people and the work in the tabernacle. But as soon as the king of Jerusalem heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and Ai, and how the Gibeonites had made peace with the Israelites, he was terrified, because Gibeon was a city filled with warriors. So the king of Jerusalem got together with four other kings and said, Come and help me attack Gibeon, because they made peace with Joshua and the people of Israel. So the five kings gathered their armies and made war against Gibeon. And the Gibeonites sent word to Joshua in his camp, saying, Save us and help us quickly, for five kings from the hill country have come against us. So Joshua gathered his men, and God said, Don't be afraid of them, for I will help you defeat them. They marched all night and surprised the five kings' armies. And the Lord made the armies panic so that Israel could chase after them. And as they fled, God threw down hailstones from heaven to defeat them. Joshua asked the Lord to make the sun stand still so that they could have light to finish fighting their enemies. And God did it for Joshua because he was the one fighting for Israel. The five armies were defeated, and no one said anything bad about the people of Israel. After that, Joshua and his men fought more armies and kings, because God was fighting for them, and then they returned to their camp. When a king named Jobin heard what had happened, he sent messages to gather all the kings in his area in the north of Canaan to fight against the Israelites. There were so many soldiers and horses and chariots that they were like the sand on the seashore. But God said to Joshua, Don't be afraid of them, for tomorrow I will give them all over to you. You will be able to burn all their chariots with fire. So Joshua and his warriors surprised the northern armies and defeated them. 
Joshua obeyed everything that God had commanded Moses. But the hearts of the people of the land were hard, so that they came against Israel in battle and were destroyed. And God gave the conquered land to the tribes of Israel for their inheritance, and the land had rest from war. Isn't God powerful? Everyone noticed when he made the day extend longer than usual to give Joshua's army the chance to finish their battle. But what about all the other days that he made the sun come up, kept the planets circling around the sun, and held the earth in a place in space where they wouldn't be fried or frozen to death? I have the feeling that God loved seeing his promises come true for the Israelites by showing his power and giving them a good land to live in with their families. As they lived under his rule and authority, they got to see what it was like to be a part of his kingdom. God even took care of them when they forgot to ask him what he thought. When the Gibeonites came, They didn't ask God what to do before making peace with them. But God still helped them when those other armies came to fight the Gibeonites and the Israelites went to defend them. He even made the earth stop spinning so that the sun looked like it was standing still for an extra day when Joshua asked for it. God loves showing his greatness so that others can see it and know that it's him. The Gibeonites responded to God's great name out of fear, lying to protect themselves from the Israelites because they'd seen what God had already done for the Israelites. But we have it even better through Jesus. Because of Jesus, we and people from all around the world are welcomed into his inheritance, not to be servants to other people, but co-workers with all of God's other children in his kingdom. Even when you make a mistake or choose to disobey or forget to ask Jesus what he thinks about something, you never lose your place in God's family. You never have to trick your way into God's safe arms, thinking you have to pray magic words to make him want to hear you. The Holy Spirit might want to use some words you've heard from the Bible to help you talk with Jesus, but Jesus just loves talking with you. Sometimes he might want to just sit with you or play with you, and other times he might want to tell you about one of the good jobs he has for you to help him with, like being kind to a new friend at church or school or playing a game with your little brother or sister when you'd rather do something else. God may not choose to make the earth stop for us, but he has so many other ways of showing his greatness through us so that people from every place on earth can know his glory and love. God still might want to show his power in a way that people could see that no human could have done it. When Jesus heals someone who the doctors said couldn't get better, we can celebrate with him. 
Some people might not want to say it was Jesus's power because their dark hearts haven't received the light of Jesus yet. They might want to make up an excuse that it was just an accident or something nature did on its own. But that doesn't need to stop us from seeing what Jesus has done and worshiping him for it. Other times, God might show his power and love directly through people because we were made to reflect him. You might have heard someone say that they want to be Jesus' hands and feet, which means that they want his spirit to help them bless someone else. It's true that there are lots of good ways we can help people, but one thing Jesus loves is when we actually ask him what he wants us to do. He might put an idea in our head, or we might feel a tug in our heart that he wants us to go and say something kind to that person. Another thing he loves is when we actually ask him to help us see his glory in every detail of his creation. Every time we go outside, we can spin around and see some of the wonders God has created. And anything that God used people to help create, like cars, houses, roads, airplanes, all those things are made because God gave people the idea to make it, strength to build it, and all the pieces to put it together. Will you ask Jesus to help you see his greatness? A lot of times you are able to see God's beauty and creativity even better than your parents because they are so busy getting things done. But when you point something out to them, like a jet making a circle in the sky or a funny looking beetle crawling on the daffodils, you can say something like, wow, isn't God great? Jesus longs for his greatness to actually make people want him, to turn from their sin and receive his love and forgiveness so that they can have him as their friend and join him in what he's doing in his kingdom all over the world. Joshua didn't come up with his own plan of how he was going to lead the Israelites into the promised land. He kept listening for what God wanted him to do next and got into trouble when he didn't. And God loves guiding our lives, too. When God made us, he put kind of a funny feeling in our hearts called hope. It's why we make plans and have dreams for the future, even if we can't see how it's all going to work out. When we talk to Jesus about what we're hoping for, we can trust him to lead us into what is best. When we believe that God keeps his promises, He can also fill our hearts with the hope and faith that all his promises for us will come true. That's one reason he gave us the Holy Spirit, to help our hearts believe he loves us and wants to show us the way to go. We could pray something like this. Jesus, would you give me hopes and dreams that you want to fill with your power and glory so that others would see and believe your greatness and love? 
why not tell your mom or dad or someone else who loves Jesus about your dreams? They can even help you talk to Jesus about it and tell you about the cool things Jesus has done in their lives through their dreams. Okay, friends, talk to you next time.